Yes, baby, we hit 200, baby. We hit the double, double, the double zero zero. You, you, you get what I mean. Milestone. Man, all right. So, <laughs> for people that, all right, so if you aren't in the back, the, the back, I guess you can call it the backstage, the, the behind the scenes of the Zay Coleman podcast, you wouldn't know why I'm too exci- so excited right now. But, Birkin, what take to be dropping an album, bro? Well, not an album, EP, but, hey, I bumped, like, the first two songs in the EP, and that's, that's got me fired up now, because I was, like, saying, I was, like, God, what am I going to do for a motivation to to, uh, to drop this podcast? Not because, like, episode 200 was already, like, that was already the thing. Like, that, like, said, we, the, like, that was, like, the big hook was, like, oh, yeah, this is episode 200, and we're dropping it on Valentine's Day. But like, I don't really celebrate Valentine's like that, like that. But for what's worth, <sighs> we're back. Last episode, I told All Star Break because, I, like I said, I made it known I'm not going to be on Friday. Um, doing the I'm not going to be doing the podcast Friday. I'll be back next Tuesday. Um, but to I just, like I said, that wasn't like I said, we have things planned, obviously. We still it's still a basketball episode, but I do wanna preferences by saying like there's not a t- ton of like huge news for uh um for today. And like I said, that's mostly because like I said, the, the deadline is already passed, so trade rumors are done. Although we do have a Ben Simmons uh um I wouldn't say Lee. like it's a Ben Simmons report that's gonna be um something to follow in the offseason. But top story for us today, um new defensive la- uh defensive player of the year ladder came out um this morning and Brooke Lopez is now number one. Yeah, for the for a while it was Jaron Jackson Jr. I was like, Oh yeah, Jaron this is Jaron Jackson Jr.'s award to win. But Brooke Lopez is back up number one. And that's gonna say that's cool because Shout out to Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez is somebody, him and Giannis Cooper were two of my top three in my preseason picks for when to fit the player of the year because I just knew those was, was like, Bucks was on, on a mission this year, obviously. So, uh, with that being said, with that being said, shout out to, to Brooke Lopez and shout out to Jaren Jackson Jr. who's been killing it this year um, on both ends, of the, uh, both ends of the floor. Um, Next, a bunch of buyouts um have occurred and a bunch of people have been signed of, of, a few people have been signed already. I should say that. Um, Reggie Jackson was bought out by the God. Where did he just get? Oh, Charlotte Hornets, and then was signed to the Denver Nuggets. So basically, <laughs> the Nuggets traded Bones Highland for Reggie Jackson, which I think is a a good short term pickup because let's be honest, the Nuggets are now in short short term drive. They're not in development no more. They got a center that's in his prime, point guard that's essentially in his prime, and he's small forward that's in his prime, power forward that's in his prime. Like they have a lot of people that are in prime position for contention right now. And Bones Highland was kind of like the mishap there. And I, I've seen a lot of people that were confused on the timeline. I was like, why don't six was it? Why the Nuggets trade Bone Highland for? But there was a lot to that that unfortunately just is um there's just there's just too much there that's like obvious to, to the Nuggets to the Nuggets and to the Clippers as to why this trade would happen. Um, it was a great pickup for the Clippers. I will say that they finally got their guy off the bench that I think 
next to Norman Powell. They're going to be crazy buckets. <laughs> a lot of buckets and a lot of bucks given up off the bench, but I think it will be worth it um, in the long run for them. Um, Terrence Ross, which I thought was, was honestly, it was a surprise one because he was like one of the, crazy enough, one of the higher tender guys on his organ, on the, in the league, played, I think, eight years with the Orlando Magic, um, officially got bought out by them, and is, well, I don't think it's been fully reported, but I think, I think, I think it's actually been confirmed that he is signed with the Phoenix Suns, which I questioned after the Durant trade went down. Um, the Phoenix Suns bench is horrific, especially now the campaign is probably out long term. Uh, you finally got your guy off the bench that can score, um, especially if shoot, even can just shoot the three. I think he can get his own bucket off the bench. I think is not a terrible defender. I'm, I'm will say on the Orlando Magic and guys like Gary Harris and um, Mo Bamba kind of fell into this. Or especially on rebuilding teams, players get disengaged on the defensive end because they know, like I so said, there's really no trouble point in trouble you trying. Um, but that's the key to going to a contender. I think, he, and again, this I think you're going to see this with Reggie Jackson as well. Reggie Jackson, while yes, is a ridiculously crazy player, and I think he does have a questionable shot, um, shot tendency. I think it'll be a lot more controlled playing with a Nikola Jokic or Jamal Murray. Uh, an Aaron Gordon, where he's like, he's not going to be holding the ball 90% of the time. It's going to be guys, just, you know, it's going to be moving around constantly and he's going to get his open shots. And I think that's going to be uh, a great hope for him. And I can say the same thing about Terrence Ross on the defensive end. Now he, he's playing with um, Chris Paul, who's still a relatively good defender, even at his age. DeAndre Ayton is, a, is not a terrible room protector to have back there. Um, Devin Booker is a much improved defender. Unfortunately, Mikael Bridges had to be like the the big you know get out and get away with when it came to um good defense on this team him and cam johnson for that him cam johnson and jay crowder um which jay crowder is now a buck we did see that um go down at the trade deadline but i think it was it was it was necessary it was absolutely necessary for um for the Suns to make that move and for the Suns to go out and get a six man because like I said, defense defense is not going to come easy on this team. There's gonna be a lot of buckets given up and a lot of buckets getting like of them getting a lot of buckets. So like I said, it's gonna be interesting watching the Suns post trade deadline, I guess. I guess the rent will be back post day trade deadline. Um but yeah, I think that's it's, it's like it's gonna be real interesting to see. Um, somebody that won't be back post trade deadline. Um, we I got we got this news I believe yesterday. Um, Zion Williamson suffered a setback in his hamstring injury and will be out. I think it said another two weeks. Um, we've we've had again. I feel like we had this conversation like not too long ago. Where it's like.
again, despite making a great move, you kind of lost two starters in the process without getting the, the big guy that you traded for um, back yet. So there's like I said, questions to be had there. So, yeah, we're going to definitely going to have to have conversations about the Pelicans. If if Zion is back within the next month, if Zion's not back by mid-March, then like I said, we're going to have the conversations about potentially the Pelicans missing playoffs. And I don't want to talk about that at all. Um, speaking of players and high profile guys that are injured, LeBron James. And again, I, I highly doubt LeBron misses the All-Star game only because, like I said, it's LeBron in the All-Star game. But LeBron's ankle injury. Potential of him missing the season. I, I, I think said that was kind of crazy when I saw that he potentially could miss the season. I doubt that, that happens. He'll probably miss like a week or two. Um, he'll he'll sit out, play the All Star game, sit out again, and then try to make a run in the playoffs for the last month of the year. But oof, seeing LeBron James injured at thirty eight does not sit right. Only because, like I said, it, it feels like. Father Time is trying to get is trying his best to get LeBron James, and LeBron is trying his best to fight Tom Father Time, and this is like the ultimate struggle of who's going to get the upper hand, LeBron or Father Time. That should that should be an interesting again a decent situation to ah it's something to follow for the last couple of months of the year. Speaking of high-profile guys injured again, Steph Curry hopes to return post-All-Star break. Of course, we found out that De'Aaron Fox is going to be replacing Seth, uh, Seth, Steph Curry in the All-Star game. Yes, please. Um, I was like, there's no way De'Aaron Fox shouldn't have made the All-Star team, especially like the, the Kings. For the first time in forever, the Kings are a good basketball team, so like they deserve at least one All-Star. They got it into bonus, but I felt like two, two was suffice enough. And sure enough, De'Aaron Fox, he made it in as a replacement. Um, all was right with the world because Anthony Edwards also made it in for Zion Williamson and somebody out east. I think it was Pascal, if I'm not mistaken. Who was it? Oh, Kevin. Durant. Yeah, Pascal. Uh, Pascal Siakam made it in over over KD. So yeah, it's like all all was right with the world. I think the only All Star snub was Jalen Brunson, and there's just way too many guards out east to to um to basically just you know mark out when he was just the odd man out unfortunately um some other news to talk about um <laughs> Miami Heat fans is quick to point out that I, um my love for Dwayne Dedman cursed them because if you were an OG podcast member which is probably like one person listening to this um there's an episode titled like two episodes in or I don't even maybe like five five episodes maybe it's titled I love Wait, uh, Will Barton and Dwayne Devin because they were they were t- two guys at free agency at the time. That was like, man, if they could go out and um and get a certain contender, like same like Milwaukee or something, went out and got one of these two guys, they'd be a championship level, like a repeat a championship repeat level team. Um, well, since then, Dwayne Devin has been like terrible. And all right, he he just signed with the 76ers. He will serve as back, obviously, to Joel Embiid. Um, I have no words for this. Because, like I said, yeah, he has been bad this year. I, I I can't even front. He is... I hate to use the word washed because, like I said, it's not like he was a superstar. But, like, he was still a quality role player for the vast majority of his career. San Antonio, he was quality. Um... Or, or not Orlando, Atlanta. He was very like probably Atlanta was probably the peak of his career, honestly. Um, playing with Ricky Trey Young, I think like he was like a a really good stretch big for them. 
even like in Sacramento, he wasn't terrible. He was part of the the ninth seed team in Sacramento. Um, was that 2019, 2020? Was it 2019 or 2020? I can't remember. But um, yeah, he had been a part of some quality teams. Like even like I said, he's been a quality player on those quality teams. And now, like I said, him in Miami is just is. Granted, they didn't really solve anything with um in the backup center department. Um, honestly, they didn't they, they didn't even make any moves at the at the deadline, like any significant moves I should say at the deadline. Which like I said, it's unfortunate because like I really want them to go pick up a backup center, like really. <laughs> um, Ben Montbio is great of a defender as he is, and I think somebody that also deserves uh, to be in the conversation for defensive player of the year. Um, there's some there's definitely some needs and wants. Um, for the Miami Heat, and the t- at the top of that list is another center back there because I love Omer Yurtsevin, but he's going to be out long term. Um, I think he just had ankle surgery not too long ago. Um, and they have like next to nothing left at the center position. So, and there's there's no not really anybody that's in the buyout market. Um, at, at least when it comes to centers, there's plenty of point guards that's in the buyout market, but no centers. And again, that's going to be something that maybe in the off season they try to to figure out. If the, the Raptors, because the Raptors didn't spend a whole lot to get Yaka Pertle. If Yaka Pertle is, um, say say like Toronto doesn't give Yaka Pertle the money that he that he would like, maybe Yaka Pertle takes a pay cut to go to the Miami Heat and they can compete or something. Because I think a him and Bam Adebayo, I think could coexist as a four or five duo, but also like I said, perfect backup center doesn't have to play too many minutes, but he can if you if you want want him to. Like I said, they, I think that's a, a decent little fit there. Um, there were plenty of uh, people that were rumored to be bought out. Like Kelly, for, I saw Kelly Oubre was uh, potentially being bought out. I, that one I didn't understand because A, the Hornets could easily trade him and get value back for him because Kelly Oubre has been really good this year. And B, like if you want to keep him, Kelly Oubre is probably the third best player on the Charlotte Hornets right now. So, like I said, it was a, a very questionable thing to see him even be remotely considered to be bought out. Um, yeah, like that was that was one that was a really weird one that I, I didn't think it was. I just thought it was was I just thought it was really weird. Um, news that came out um I believe earlier today. Um, I had put I had put it in the notes, but it was just like I said it was something that. That was kind of bugging me just a little bit. The 76ers assigned Mac McLung for like the... I feel like every single week I see this headline of the 76ers signing Mac McLung constantly. Um, but yeah, it's not, he signed a two-way two deal. So like that's that's something... that like That's an interesting... A, an interesting pickup because why on earth? <laughs> that like I said, we constantly see... Um, we constantly see this, this headline. But one that uh, I thought was interesting yesterday, the Justin Holiday has agreed to a buyout arrangement with the, with the Houston Rockets and plans to sign with the Dallas Mavericks when he clears free agency. Um, he's a very Dallas Mavericks player. When I say he is three and D to a core, and I mean like legitimately, he can shoot the three and can play defense. Um, Unlike Ricky Bullock, who's kind of late with a three and D, but it's mostly just a three point shooter. Especially, he's a three point shooter after game thirty of the regular season. Um, and it's 
not really the best defender that you want. Like, he's a primary defender, but he's not a good defender, which is why Justin Holliday is the guy that they're trying to pick up. Um, obviously, he won't start because the Mavericks starting five is almost locked at this point. But I wouldn't be surprised if, say, um, he's probably like seventh man in the rotation, which like I said, that's that's a great spot for him, especially on a team that's like trying to compete for a championship um, like the Mavericks are right now. Okay, <laughs> this one I want to get into only because people had spammed it to me uh, Super Bowl Sunday. Um, and it kind of ruined my mood up until the game started. So the whole Gary Payton second situation, which we kind of we didn't get to touch on on the podcast only because we did the podcast on trade deadlines day. So all of this news came out like Friday, which, you know, we didn't do the episode Friday because we was doing 200 today. So, the whole Gary Payton thing. So, again, I don't have the full story in front of me. So, you know, bear me if I leave out a couple details. So, of course, the four-team trade that went down with Atlanta, Chicago. Not Chicago. Atlanta, Detroit, Golden State, and Portland. And, essentially, Gary Payton II going to Golden State. And... How do I want to put this? Because it was very, it was a, it was a weirdly worded story for a decent like two days. So basically, the Portland Trailblazers held withheld information from the Golden State Warriors about Gary Payton second to medical history, and like I said, the Warriors did the physical on him because everybody goes through a physical when they're um getting like so when they're involved in transactions, and. There was something like I said, they had discovered there was something wrong with GP2 and D, which there had, like I said, he had surgery on in the offseason, which that's why he missed the first like 30 games of the season. And then when he came back that night in Detroit, like you said, honestly, every game that he's played in, he's looked fine. And the story, and then the story came out that they gave him prednisones, they gave him painkillers, which. Um, I'm pretty sure it is illegal. I, I don't know what the I, guess, I don't know what the ABA's drug policy is, but I know at least in the NFL it's considered illegal. So there you go. I don't like I said, the NBA and the NFL I know have two different medical policies, but the, at least in the NFL is illegal. I don't again. I'm not a medical. I'm not a medical doctor, but yeah, I'm pretty sure like I said, it's at least frowned upon by the NBA to give a player painkillers. If he's injured, like you're literally sending somebody out there with an injury that could easily f- fuck him up for the rest of his career, honestly, because GP2 is like 30 already. So it's like it's not like he's, you know, the sprung up and gumber. Like, yeah, like you say, he's already got a lot of miles on his body from being the four year college guy, played hell in the G League, Euro League uh, with China for a year. Like he's he's played a good amount of basketball in his career physical basketball at that because he plays a physical style as a one of the more lockdown defenders in the game. So with Portland, it's essentially um it's again it's very touch and go because like I said the Portland Trailblazers have a history when it comes to injuries. They a similar situation happened with Brandon Roy when he went to Minnesota. And granted Minnesota except the trade Brandon and that was basically the end of Brandon Roy's career. Um 
that with GP2, yeah, the Warriors accepted this trade, but they probably won't get Gary Payton for this, the rest of the season because the injury is it's a core injury, essentially, and the core injury, you could be out for up to three to four months. Again, I kind of had this conversation on Instagram. If you saw it under, I think it was a Bleach Report that posted it or something like that. Um, but yeah, you can you could be up up out up to three to four months. I know somebody said like a few weeks, but it was, be be real. It's like a three for three to four month injury. Like um, OG Ananobi went through a similar situation in twenty nineteen where he was out from the end of the regular season all the way up until the finals, which was in June, which I believe was three months if I'm not mistaken. It said it happened like late March, and then he came back in like mid June. Um, which like I said, I really, really want to know exactly where their uh the I would say the 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 warrior not the warriors um the Blazers' head was at when they was like yeah we're gonna withhold this season ending injury that our our big our big free acquisition that was their big the big signing in free agency. Was GP two? I know they had traded for Jeremy Grant like a, a few weeks earlier, but the big free agency move that they made was signing GP two, and it's like we're gonna withhold this information from literally the dude that we're trying to trade, the team that he's going to. We're gonna withhold this information and hope that they don't undercover like they don't uncover this this injury that he's playing with, and now that the painkillers are off, he's very obviously hurting. So. It's not like he's gonna he can hide this information from the Warriors himself, like yeah that's again that's very much frowned upon by the NBA. So, you know, do with that information as you will. But I'm curious, like I said, what role he plays after this season with the Warriors? Because like I said the Warriors they're gonna have another high mid level exception this year. Um, their only real free agent they have is Draymond Green, but even then he has a player option. He could accept it. Uh, but like they said, they still got still got Steph, Pool, Clay, Wiggs, um, Looney, and you know they got the bench. Not that the defense still there. Um, they got a couple of the draft picks, Ryan Rollins, P, uh, PBJ. Like I said, they they got a bench. But I'm saying, like I said, what I'm curious what they do with GP two, you know, off season going into next season if he's traded, if he's you know bought out, if they keep him and he actually plays. Like I'm I'm really curious of what they do with him. Because this is a this is a crazy situation, man. Because like I said, I'm, I was sitting here thinking, I was like, isn't this illegal? Like this is not like this is not legal according to the NBA. You're giving your uh, you're giving your guy prednisones. You're giving him painkillers, and telling him, hey, just go through this until we trade you back to the Warriors. Which also makes me think. Why did the Warriors let him walk in the first place? That was that was also another thing that I asked. Why did the Warriors just let him walk? Why did they give up assets? Granted, it's James Wiseman. They didn't really want James Wiseman. Um, so there's that. But it's like, why did why'd you give him up in the first place if you um, if you had intentions on bringing him back? Now, I understand this is a, a money move to get rid of Wiseman again. So, you know, bear with me on that. But yeah, like I said, that was a very weird situation. Okay, so um, we have an All Star Weekend preview, sort of. Um, we had uh, the earlier it was announced that the All Star uh, the the three point contest 
was announced. That's what it was. I was like, what, what were we getting ready to talk about? Yeah, the, the three-point contest got announced. And... <laughs> uh, I saw people were complaining that Steph and Clay was in his first off. Steph is hurt. And second off, Clay has not been like Clay this year. So, again, take the, all of that as you will. But um, from my memory, or no mind, I actually have it right here. Um, it's Jason Tatum, Anthony Simons, Damian Lillard, Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, Kavon Herter. Um, Jesus, I, I actually lost it again. <laughs> My bad. I'm trying to. I'm trying my bad. Tyler. Oh yeah, Tyler Hero and yeah, Tyler Hero is the other one. So, all in all, seven people. This is going to be fun. I'm going to be honest with you. I like this. People were complaining about Tyrese Halliburton because he has a slow jump shot. He's still a forty percent three point shooter. I wouldn't complain about anybody having a slow jump shot as long as they're in the All Star. Like I said, as long as they're a good shooter, by all means. Um, Jason Tatum, though, that was the, honestly the real questionable one was Jason Tatum because he has not been a good shooter this year. At least, again, at least recently, like I said, in the last 20 or so games. And he's more of a off-the-dribble three-point shooter, whereas basically everybody here except for Tyrese Halliburton, maybe, um, are catch-and-shoot guys. Buddy Hill is very much a catch-and-shoot guy. Uh, Damian Lillard is definitely a guy that shoots off-the-dribble, too. But he's also like a 40-plus percent three-point shooter, so there's that. Um the Anthony Simons is definitely a guy that can do both. Um, like I said, there's there's a lot of Kavon Hurd, of course. He, and yes, I'm building Kavon on purpose. Um, there's like I said, plenty Tyler Tyler Hero is a guy that that does it on purpose. Uh, that can do that does it on both a lot. Um, but yeah, there's definitely more. Like I said, there's more um going into that than a lot of people were. Uh, a lot of like I said, I, I this is going to be a fun contest. Basically, I do I do love that this contest is going to be. It's it's legitimately great shooters involved. There's nobody in here that again outside of maybe Jason Tatum. There's nobody in here that I don't I think you know doesn't have already have an argument that doesn't deserve it. Um, the dunk contest is one that I it's weird that I have not. We haven't gotten any. Outside of Jericho Sims replacing, I believe, it's Shaden Sharp, um, it's weird that they have not added anybody to the dunk contest. I thought I just thought it was weird. Um, no, Obi Toppin being in it was I thought it was weird. I thought Obi Toppin definitely has uh, a lot more left in the tank when it comes to the dunk contest. Oh, this report just came out. Wow. Ooh. Okay. That's something that I'm pretty sure we've talked about on the podcast at one point. Um, JB Bickerstad's nine-man rotation does not include Kevin Love. Cavs coach JB Bickerstad noted earlier this season that as the Cavs had players return from injury to shuffle their rotation, it could lead to some frustration. Bickerstad didn't want a rotation of 11 to 12 guys all playing only a few minutes a game, as it's a bit more difficult to gel as a unit. Instead, Bickerstad has wanted to stick to a nine-man rotation, including guard Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, Ricky Rubio, and Karis Vert, forwards Evan Mobley, Isaac Coral, Jetty Osmond, and Dean Wade, and Senator Jared Allen. That left, most notably, Kevin Love as the odd man out. It's a conversation that we've had with him. He's just trying to figure out the, what's the, the right thing to do. Bigger staff said earlier this month, we tried the small minutes, but didn't get guys burned. I just didn't let the way, like the way that it looked, and guys couldn't catch rhythm. So trying to give guys both minutes to see if they can catch rhythm and get the guys 
and get the groups that can catch rhythm, and then we'll figure out the best pieces around it. Love can still play minutes here and there at the se- as the season progresses, but unless an injury pops up or the Cavs run into issues and might be sparse, I think it's the plan. Yeah. Cavs don't, don't foresee a buyout with Kevin Love on the horizon. It also is a part of this. Um, I don't know. <laughs> That's like my, the big thing. I don't know. Because, again, Kevin Love admittedly has not looked good this year with the Cleveland Cavaliers. I believe it's averaging like eight or nine points a game. Um, around four-ish rebounds. But, like, even just on the floor just has not looked anywhere near what old Kevin Love you are. And granted, nobody's supposed to look like their old self from 10 years ago if you're still 36 years old. But, like, like even, like, he didn't even look like 2019, 2020 Kevin Love, um, which is unfortunate because, like I said, they don't need him to play a big role anymore. He could come off the bench and just be a spot-up shooter, but, you know, at the end of the day, he's going to have to play defense along with that. And... It's unfortunate that he probably can't because he's never really been known as a defender to begin with. Um, but like I said, we still got love for Kevin Love over here, obviously. That's like one of the guys. Um, future Hall of Famer, by the way. Don't argue with me on that. He is definitely a future Hall of Famer. Um, <sighs> we haven't even, have we even had the All-Star? Oh, yeah, I forgot. They, 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 the report came up. All-Star draft was happening like right before the game. That's what I don't know why I was getting ready to ask a dumb question. We already talked about it on the podcast. I've been forgetting some of the news that we talked about on the podcast. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, some people, somebody also asked me when my mock draft 2.0 is coming out. Mock draft 2.0 is gonna be something that happens after the after the All-Star break. Not like immediately after, but it'll be probably three, four episodes in. I'm gonna be honest there. Um What's this next? The next one. Um, Crowder is going to make the debut uh, with the Bucks after the also break. We kind of knew that already. Um, this Gary Payton news dropped 20, about 24 hours ago. Um, Gary Payton second on to be sidelined at least one month. So there's that <laughs> that we were talking about. Um, I thought he ah, he could miss up to like three months because like I said, those type of injuries are genuinely serious. And he was playing through the injury, so it only makes it worse. So. There's, there's that. Um, I think that's it, man. Oh, um, I guess we can look up, look right here. I think this says a end page. Doesn't even, like you said, it doesn't even have the, uh, will be announced tonight on TNT. Oh, tonight on TNT, it'll be announced <laughs> for the, for the dunk contest. So there's that. Three point contest. Ugh, that means I gotta watch TNT to do it. And I was, they're just going to complain about who's in the dark contest. And no, I'm not going to be watching this shit. Um, we already talked about the three-point contest. I don't think we've talked about the skills challenge yet. I don't think we've even made the skill, uh, anything about the skills challenge. Again, I think they will announce it tonight on the show. Um, that'll be cool. I think like I said, the skills challenge should be, well, should be fun. And I believe... Have we talked about the... We have talked about it because we had we got into a G League discussion on the show too. So, yeah, that makes sense. All right, so we we did talk about the the Rising Stars game. So that's cool. Um, I have it in the notes. the The next thing we can talk about is my personal life, Valentine's Day, etc. 
Um, not as a whole lot is going down in my life, to be honest with you. Um, I got a haircut. There's that. Uh, like I said, we, we can we talk about the haircut. Haircut looking spiffy. I, I ain't look this good in months. I'm gonna be honest with you. I was looking disheveled for the longest time. I do got this random facial hair thing going on though. Like, where does this this full beard all of a sudden came from? We looking mighty crazy over here. I'm not gonna lie, but we still we look we still looking fly. <clears throat> Here's the um the next day from the from the personal life. I don't know. We like I said we have again. I'm telling you, not anything. Not single solitary. So it's going on in my life right now. We are literally going on three days of being in the house. <laughs> I was like, I work from home. I, I have not left my house since I got my haircut on Saturday. Literally, got my haircut, went to the store, came back home, and I have not done a single solitary thing since. I made Super Bowl food, and then <laughs> we watched the Super Bowl, and then I went to work Monday, and then have not done a single thing since then. Next, though, it's fun statistics. And again, here's my thing with the fun statistics uh, portion of the Zaycom podcast. I really hope that people don't, like, carve out a narrative just because of these numbers that I'm about to pull out. Only be, I only thought this this was just, like, a fun little segment to, to do on the show just to, A, pad the numbers, and B, just have fun with y'all. Because I, I feel like I haven't had a, a have fun with y'all segment in a long time like i think the last one that we did was the was this was it the thanksgiving or christmas one of those episodes that we did where i talked about my spotify rap that was like the last like genuine fun seg that i've had on the podcast and i'm i'm sorry about that y'all like i'm i'm sorry that i i don't be really really be having fun shit for y'all to talk, listen to on the podcast like that only because like i, said, I feel like i've 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 di- I've done y'all a disservice by not giving y'all fun shit on the podcast. So here's a a fun little a fun little number for y'all. Joe Ingles is shooting fifty six percent on pull pull up threes and eighty five percent effective field goal percentage on pull ups over his last twelve games. Huge addition as a secondary ball handler ball movement. They all of these are from NBA University too because I, like genuinely probably my favorite Twitter follow honestly. Giannis has a forty percent usage rate over the last uh, ten games. Harden peaked at forty point three. Which is crazy. Um, he's averaging 37, um, 13, five and a half in that stretch. The Bucks are 10 and 0. Um, I do I have watched a few of these Bucks games, by the way. And I feel like it's it's not even forced with really, coming to come to be honest, because he is the number one guy on this team through and through. But also a big W. Um is just having him just be like Literally is him being Giannis. This is all like perfectly normal shit that Giannis has done for the last five years. It's just now all of a sudden he's doing it against a much diff, much more difficult co- uh competition, and I think that's like I said, that's what's going to peak for for him at least in the next couple of years with you know the Bucks roster changing in and out, in and out with a lot of guys. He's he's not going to really have a number two anymore <laughs> because. Despite Drew Holiday being an all-star, he's getting older. Chris Middleton obviously is showing his age this season. Um, and I think it's just, it's going to be very much interesting to see what goes on post um, past this season. 
This one I thought was incredibly interesting. Highest mid-range percentage um, per uh, minimum 30 attempts. Number one, Jalen Suggs at 31%, uh, 31 attempts at 61% from the field. Number two, KD, 57% at 273 attempts. So there you go. Um, Carlton Towns at 55%, Harden 55%, and Jokic at uh, 54.5%. And then the lowest, shout out to Sadiq Bey. Um, number one, Jalen Smith at 20.5%. Uh, Karis LeVert, 24%. RJ Barrett, 26.5%. Sadiq Bay, 28.1%. And Scotty Barnes at 29.1%. So, um, Pistons fans here. People, um, I don't think we've actually got... I've, I did my, of course, live reaction to the trade, but unfortunately, um, it got lost in, um, in me uploading it, so I only got the second half and not the first half, but... My original live reaction to this trade was disgust as a Pistons fan because I'm like, Sadiq Bey, I understand he's not good. I'm going to be real. But, like, I was always, I was hope I was optimistic when it came to building with the core, the core team that we have. And Sadiq Bey just leaving kind of, I guess it kind of just served, um, it, it certified that this, this didn't work. That this first iteration of the of the true rebuild did not work and i feel like he's not going to be the only one that's gone i feel like killian Hayes is probably going in the offseason same with uh these two those are probably two dudes that's getting traded <laughs> which is unfortunate because like i said i do i do love i have an attachment because those are the first two guys really him and those two was the deep we're the first three guys from the rebuild those are the first three like rebuilding pieces that we had, and it's it's just it sucks that like I said we're probably like I said those those guys are probably gonna be gone. Really, outside of like Cade, Ivy, and, and Durant, I wouldn't be surprised if all of these dudes are gone in the next couple of years. <clears throat> um, but back to what I was just talking about. Um, a week later, I say a week, probably like five days, maybe. Five days after, um, I've had some time to think about it, and more, more and more, I've kind of warmed up to the idea of James Wiseman. And I'll tell you all this again: I've ridiculed the man. I say, although I have, uh, I've been on record for being his biggest supporter and biggest hater. <laughs> um, I, once he was on the Golden State team, I was like, Ugh, "This is not working out." But when he was in Santa Cruz, he was killing everything. Like he was averaging like twenty five and fifteen in the G League, but like I said, once he came into the big league, it was it was, but he he looked like a fish out of water basically, and I think he he can make those same fish out of water mistakes on the Detroit Pistons team that is genuinely god awful, and just hopefully, like I said, he can grow for them in the next couple of of years because he only has two years until he's ready for an extension and. I kind of don't want to fall into that same thing we fell into with Marvin Bagley, where it's like, oh, Marvin Bagley, he had a, a good stretch with the Pistons. Let's give him this weird contract extension. And now he's been injured, and when he's been healthy, he has not been good. So I, I kind of don't want to fall into that same track with James Wiseman, but I also want guys to look good in Detroit Pistons uniforms. So W there for the Pistons, I guess. Um so Debe didn't have a bad game with Atlanta in his first inning. Say it was simple. The offense was very much simplified for him. He just shot the ball. Like I said, he he was he shot, and when he was open, he was um 
At least when he, he when he was open, he shot it. And if he wasn't, you know, just pass it off. Like I said, it wasn't a crazy game. He was he looked he looked okay. Like I said, that was basically what it was at the end of the day. <sighs> this is a pretty padded episode. I'm gonna be honest. Like I said, we we kept um, a ton into little a little less than 45 minutes. Um, got a lot of news and notes in there. Got a lot of ranting. I don't, I don't even say ranting. A lot of um, questionable stuff we get to talk about. And we get to see what teams look like. Um, I think we'll cover next Tuesday. Um, now that we, uh, I don't even know about Tuesday. Maybe like next uh, next Tuesday will be bad. Probably close to the following Tuesday, we'll have a grading of what every team looks like post trade deadline, post all star break. Um, we'll, after that, we'll get like two, three games from teams, and we'll really see what so some of these new acquisitions like Kevin Durant. Um, we, I have seen Kyrie Irving and the Mavericks look awesome with Kyrie Irving. Um, despite the loss last night, they looked really good together, and I would be, it's going to be real interesting to see what this 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 duo um looks like offensively. Because like I said, defensively they've been terrible, but offensively I do um I this is a, they've had fun games if if nothing else they they have had truly like entertaining games so. That's about all you can really ask for, honestly, from a team that's essentially uh, handicapped <laughs> in a way. Because it's like either Kyrie Irving stays or Kyrie Irving walks. So it's like that's something that they're going to have to talk about in all season, obviously. Um, but yeah, I think that's the nice. thing. We can call the episode right there. This has been this has been real fun, bro. Um, like you said, I was extremely fired up once uh, one take Timmy dropped. And... Yeah, man. Like so, this this has been like so. It's gonna be dope. Um, but if you missed the previous one hundred ninety nine episodes of this Eight Coming Podcast, yes, we have hit two hundred full episodes of the show. Um, you can check them out on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, on Apple Podcasts, on Amazon Music, and of course, right here on our sponsor for today, Anchor. <sighs> Until next time, I love you. You love me. Let's love each other, man. Get back.